Backdoor Travel. Uh, we're in Berlin today with the founders, or two of the founders from Hotel Hero, Florian and Thibault, and of course David from... David, where should we say you're from? And Tech Talk Travel. Tech Talk Travel? Tech Talk Travel. <laughs> Guys, great to have you on the show. Thanks for being here. Thanks David, for thanks for joining us. It's nice to even the numbers up with, uh, with four of us here, so it's really great to have you. I'd like to get started um, with a little bit about your background, like we do with every every interview. Thibault, why don't we start with you? Tell us about your 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 background, how you were inspired to get into, I guess, first of all, hotels, hotel school, and then move into uh, Hotel Hero. What was your motivations, and then Florian yourself as well? Yeah, Tell for sure. So, um, so basically, I started off, um, yeah, working to, in restaurants. Um, really got into fine dining. That was really kind of the start to uh, my, my love for service. Uh, so I did that for uh, yeah, one, two years uh, before actually joining uh, Ecole Hotelière de Lausanne, where I actually met Florian. Uh, and during that time, uh, I had more experience in the uh, hotel business, uh, first of all in the members club, uh, and then uh, kind of uh, entered all that startup world, let's call it like that, um, through a food tech experience in New York, uh, and that's what kind of triggered my, uh, yeah, my envy to, to start something of my own. Uh, and then uh, we met uh, Julia and, um, and Florian, uh, and that's what that started Hotel Hero and, and the, the story behind it. Cool. Yeah, I mean, for myself, I, I was, I think, very similar to, to Thibaut. I was always in love with, with the service aspect, working with people. Um, and when I was in high school, somebody told me, like, I was not really sure what to do. And somebody told me, if you want to go somewhere, if you want to do hospitality, then you have to go to Lausanne. And I was like, okay, what, what is Lausanne? Um, and I had no idea about it because a lot of people ask me, uh, do you have a hotel background, your family comes from it? And it was not at all like that. But then I, looking at that school, looking at hotel industry, I fell in love with it. And I started out of high school, actually, my first real work experience was in a parking by Radisson in Brussels, um, cleaning 17 rooms a day and housekeeping, so, and doing breakfast service, so really learning the, what it means to work in hospitality. It's very different than being a guest in a, in a nice hotel. And um, then we started our career, I started my, my time in, 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 in EHL, which it's very open, you, you can kind of take out what you want from it. Um, and had also experience here in Berlin in the Soho House working in FNB. And then during our second internship, actually Julien, um, our third co-founder, he was just talking about this, this, this working as an assistant GM for a boutique hotel in Paris. And he was talking about this random idea of building a platform for hotel software. I was doing an internship in a project management hotel development consulting firm. I was going for the real estate aspect and I had nothing really to do with hotel tech, but um, more and more engaging with him and, 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 and with his idea and Thibault also being there from, from, from the first day onwards, it was kind of we started to, to see that problem, talking to more hoteliers and then falling in love with, with the project. And throughout our time last year in, in Lausanne, uh, we had a great mentor, Ian Miller, uh, at Lausanne, who helped us uh, to, to understand much more of you know, how the hotels, hardware setup, IT. And then we started the project uh, at the time after EHL. And nowadays, uh, it's been two years that we're in Berlin. And, uh, 
Hotel Heroes uh, up and running. So that's, yeah, that's very nice. Good. Okay, let's talk a little about the evolution of Hotel Hero because you, it has evolved, essentially, hasn't it, in those two years. Uh, it started off as a review-based comparison type website, fair to say? Actually, it was, it was more of a selective platform. So it was, we had... Um, the companies we've selected based on, you know, what are the best uh, characteristics for the future of tech? So, you know, open APIs, SaaS, and all of that. And but we were not really. I think we were searching for our business model. We were searching for what, how can we best help hotels? We knew the problem. We knew that hotels had the difficulty of digitalization, understanding the market. We spoke of it before, trusting also tech and, and building that bridge. And it took us a year or two, and we worked also a lot as, as consultants uh, for small hotel chains, as independent hotels, to do the whole strategy, vendor selection. And it took us the time to understand our customers better and our problem better. And through this, the, the platform has evolved, our, our business model also, and the whole company mm. has, has done a, a big step. And, and we've been also very grateful that we had an amazing uh, network of, of advisors and, and, and hoteliers also software vendors who were very supportive and uh, taught us a lot to be able to, to be there where we are today. Yeah, yeah. And I, th I also think that you know, uh, for us it was important to be able to, to self-fund our idea in the beginning. That's why consulting kind of came around and, uh, and also I think when we, you know, after a year or so of, of operations we, uh, we tried going into an accelerator uh, which was always kind of our aim, uh, an, uh, an accelerator that is linked to hospitality, and we uh, we had a first uh, try to get into there, uh, which was uh, TechStars, uh, the TechStars accelerator powered by by Metro. And uh, in the second year on, uh, after having done quite some changes to our business model as well, uh, we managed to get into there. Uh, also, Julien, uh, you know, getting his skills uh, up on the development side really uh, enabled us to go in there, and and that program really helped us uh, through different mentors, different people we met. Great. Uh, One of which I think was David, right? One of them was David. Uh, and they're still operating today. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and that that really kind of also helped us understand what what were kind of the different. Um, you know, stakeholders and, and what we could actually build to, to, to do something scalable yeah. uh, to serve, uh, let's say, a, a wider um, number of hotels. Yeah. So, for, the, for those in the, who are watch, watching hoteliers in the industry that don't really know exactly what you do, what's your, what's your elevator pitch? In 30 seconds, what is Hotel Hero? What do you do today? Uh, Hotel Hero is an online platform for hotel software, so we help hotels to discover, buy, and also in the future manage their technology better and uh, so yeah we very much focused on the on the DAC market today yeah. because we think it's very important to to be you know going local to go global yeah. um, because there's a lot of regional vendors tech is different in every market yeah. and uh, so yeah we want to become the trusted partner for hotels throughout the digital transformation process yeah. Yeah, and I think some, something to add is like something that we benefited of in our, in our team was kind of this multilingual uh, aspect and, and like Lauren said, the, the regional aspect of the industry, especially for independence, uh, is really important if you want to deliver the, the right message. Uh, and so early on as well, uh, coming back to what the platform is, 
it's also multilingual, uh, so we're able to cater to the Dach market uh, as well as the, all the English-speaking countries and uh, and French. Yeah, it's a great advantage. But I can tell you, we spend a lot of countless nights translating our whole platform into German, into English, into French. And uh, but I think it, it is important for 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 our users because the barrier for you know tech, the tech language is really huge. If you then add that language barrier of you know, having only English words, and then you try to be uh, relevant, I don't know, in an Austrian mountains, it's not going to happen, and you're not going to be the real help. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I, think, I think that's partic particularly the case now uh, with, with this generation of hoteliers, maybe in 15, 20 years, uh, you know, everybody will speak uh, a very decent English, let's say, uh, and, and that will be less necessary, but at the moment, uh, definitely important, mm -hmm. and we see that we, we really try to to, to differentiate our, our communication, our messaging uh, to the different cultures as well, not only the languages. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So let's move across to perhaps from a hotelier's perspective, what would be ways, or how do you feel that hotels could take on more of a an R and D approach when it comes to their tech, and um, what what are some of the best ways for them to really apply? a neutral tech stack to their environment because that's perhaps one of the biggest challenges for any hotel to truly understand the best ways to go about that. Yeah, yeah I think what we've, what's really one of our motos uh, is, is prioritizing like what do I actually need and what could be nice to have uh, and that's something we always go about when we, when we kind of first talk to a hotelier uh, and so we determine kind of also in the platform not only in our in our conversations, what are really necessary things that any hotel in 2019 should have, uh, and then depending on my resources, uh, you know, the, the size of my team, uh, how tech savvy or not, how knowledgeable I am, uh, then I can kind of add granularly, uh, you know, different tools to that. I think, um, yeah, when it comes to, to how you build the tech stack, uh, really depends also on the on the type of property and what you. What kind of guest experience you want to offer? Um, are you, you know, kind of managing your hotel remote? Are you always there? Uh, are you greeting clients or not? Um, but yeah, I think the the, the cumberstone is definitely, uh, yeah, the, the the PMS part and the and the distribution, making sure that that's really there. Um, yeah. Yeah, and I think it's also depending on who do you talk to and who are you targeting. Every hotel has different needs, has a different background, as Thibault said, you know, so many different uh, characteristics which, which are relevant, but on the one side, I don't, I'm not a fan of having that the new school, they are only the good ones, and the old school are all, all the bad ones. I think you need to, to see that much more differentiated, and it's also important to, for hotels to have that feeling, especially the ones who are lagging, to, to, to innovate and to digitalize is not overwhelmed and directly telling them you need to change your whole stru IT structure and you need to throw everything out of the window. Because these guys have been clearly showing that they, they are not, not so ready for that. So what we try to aim is say, okay, well, how can you with the smallest budget do maybe your first step? You get a bit more familiar with changing a bit. You can see how does your team react on it. And then the next step, you can maybe do a bit more. But at the same time, also allowing and giving the, the functionalities also via our platform that the person who wants to change everything directly can get the same resources too. But I think we need to really give a handout to the people who 
are not going to every trade show, who are not willing to do 15 demo calls and are really into that tech and understand what uh, APIs are or what the whole list of functionalities are. And we need to also accept that this is not their core as a core part of the business and we cannot start judging them and saying because you don't know this you are not an innovator because this is not this is not true it is our job and we see it as our job from Hotel Hero to to bridge that gap because software vendors cannot necessarily do it and it's very similar as tech talk I think on that level is helping give yeah. the resources there to be able to to yeah. to, to it's like water, water everywhere, another drop to drink. There's so much content out there. Um, but you've already referenced it today. We talk about tech stacks. We don't talk as much about customer journey. Mm-hmm. Right? And I'm more an observation in the question, but you know, this is often in my past days doing similar business to yourselves with yield. Um, you know, we used to talk about what, who, who are your customers and how do they behave from point of booking through to uh, returning home again. If it's a businessman staying for 12 hours, then how would you plan, not technology, but experience around that? How much of that is tech? How much of that is touch? So how would you build service around the technology? And it was a good friend of mine, uh, Anton Hell, uh, who operated HitConsult. Um, and, and he really championed this notion of uh, don't build a tech stack, build all the different uh, processes around that customer journey. Identify who your core customers are and then uh, take it from there. So with that kind of analogy in play, why do you think it is that in 2019 there's so much content, so much education out there? Why is it that that independent hotelier remains so lost when it comes to their planning? I don't know. I, oh, go for it, go for it. I think it's because it is, <coughs> in, in, in the content, you, you find it also a lot, it's like our product is the best, or own, and all our partners are, are the only ones who do it right. And a lot of hotels don't have the infrastructure that they can work with all the new startups and all of the new companies. And, it's, and therefore, there's such a disconnect between what hoteliers, maybe if they start to look at the market, they think that they need, and then they, they look at it and they say, oh no, uh, this doesn't integrate with my current uh, software provider, therefore there must be nothing else which fits. And this is something where we, we thought this is the first step which we tried to, to tackle, is to bring on the one side the feedback from hoteliers and their voice into our platform and, and, and saying what products are good and bad, but also to really um, cut down the time of search and really telling, showing the hotels already, these, in this category, these systems have an integration to your current tech stack. These have references in your country. and. Um, fit to your size and this is why we are also focusing on on the DACH market for example at the moment and not directly saying we're worldwide because there's so many local players and to be really relevant you need to know all the integration you need to know all of these players and I think being able to allow hoteliers to directly cut down their time of search so that they can actually spend more time on evaluating would be already a really good step and then of course educating them and um, making it more accessible. But, uh, that's yeah, I think 
I also think on the content side, there's there's something to do in terms of anyway. There's a plethora of offers in in each type of products you can imagine, and sometimes you don't necessarily need to offer uh, a hotelier the possibility of comparing the 10 or 50 different companies in that product category, but actually kind of showing him examples of similar hotels. What is their entire tech stack? You know what. What are, how are they designing the customer journey and what tools are they putting in place to, to cater to that and customer journey? Ta taking that out and connecting that to the customer journey, exactly as you guys said. It's not one time talking tech stack or one time talking customer journey, but more kind of showing what a tech stack can have an impact on the customer journey. Yeah, I think to, to finish on that point on you know make, making sure that hotels are, are actually managing the transition is something to and maybe a recommendation that we always also give to to our to different hoteliers we talk to is if you're going to put something in place and implement it make sure that you have a product champion uh, within your team to actually use that solution we've talked to a lot of hotels that were you know paying one two three tools uh, that GM could not monitor the let's say the usage per month of that solution uh, and these solutions were not used by the team so first of all they're losing money paying for that tool and second of all they're not getting any uh, return on investment. And that's a really good observation uh, the product champion because that's a label that fits well with an R&D mindset right because if they are product managers that means it's not a one-time hit it's not okay tech or process installed I cannot forget about it they keep testing it, or they can A-B test it. Yeah, and there's empowerment as exactly. well, and, yeah. and they buy into the... And of course, also being a bit bit fair also to many hoteliers on that side, and I think this is often the argument from a lot of, uh, argumentation from a lot of younger vendors who say, you know, we offer SaaS business models so that, you know, you can cancel after three months trial or uh, any uh, at the end of the month or maybe after a year, but then already building an integration certification for the ho that hotel, the hotel itself has to pay a certain fee to the current uh, TMS provider. So of course that this takes away that testing mindset, which you have in a lot of more other industries, for example, us. We always test new tools, and you know, if it doesn't work after two months, we, we use another one. And uh, that takes away that possibility for hotels and restricts them because there's already that kind of initial fee, which doesn't even go to the provider, uh, to the startup provider, but which goes more to the legacy player. But I think also on that point, we're, we're moving the right direction. There's a lot of stakeholders that starting to communicate um, strongly about this for a couple of years now. And it takes its time, but I think the mindsets are, are changing, and this will also allow hotels to be much more, um, much more flexible. And then, if a hotel is really like, we are the testers, we want to be full R&D, then they can also work with the new providers who say maybe we don't have all of these functionalities yet, which the big big players do, but with us you can. Be a you can work with third-party solutions and you can test it like uh, a plug-and-play tech stack. So it's, it's really nice to see that this offer and this value proposition, which has been there since we started, actually starts now to become a reality. Because I would say two years ago, it was a lot of talk, but not so much yet uh, actually being there. Um, because we supported a lot of hotels uh, wanting to change the PMS, for example, and some functionalities were still missing for them to be able uh, to actually go with a new player. But 
like any product that takes time, you know, feature for feature, and at some point you're ready for the mass market. So. And if you wait for 100, percent you'll be always waiting. Yeah, exactly. So it, that is educating the hotelier that uh, it's okay to buy most of the tech. Maybe you have to build or improvise the rest. If you know what I mean. And it's it's also but telling the hotelier you have that choice and here are the advantages for this decision yeah. and here you have the advantages for not taking this or working with somebody else because yeah. they can offer you, you know, maybe you just want that it works and you're very, it's very important for you that a certain functionality is there which you will not find in the new solution and if that's your decision then at least the hotelier, it's, it's okay. But you, yeah. the hotelier needs to know what they gain or what they are missing out and make an evaluated uh, and informed decision. And that is, for me, the key. At the end of the day, giving them the tools to make the right decision for their business. So based on the conversations that you've had with hoteliers up until today, what have you found the most interesting in terms of your engagement with them, perhaps the most eye-opening that was unexpected to you? And what, what, what areas have you felt um, perhaps a little bit of pushback or, or friction when it comes to trying to encourage them or help them? Are there any areas that stand out? Yeah, I think, I, I think still the demand, like what we're getting at the moment, is, is mainly still on the main, the must-have system, let's say like that. Uh, but it really depends on the, the type of operation. Uh, we've had small hotels that you know want a lot, uh, and you can imagine that they don't necessarily have the resources to have so much. Uh, but they're just willing to try, I think. Uh, it also depends on the countries, the regions they're in, uh, and the markets. Some, some hotels can kind of take a risk uh, because they're maybe seasonal, so during the low season they're going to try something uh, kind of new, and then you have maybe the city center uh, hotel that's you know 90% occupancy the year round, uh, and there's really lim limited uh, space for change. Uh, when it comes to like really talking about uh, let's say trends and types of products, I think you know digital keys, uh, basically changing the customer journey and, and making all that check-in part really disappear uh, and, and maybe you know allow the staff to, to make it personal and not just you know admin work. Uh, that's the big area at the moment that hotels are kind of proactively coming to us for. Uh, yeah, that's. Maybe yeah, especially, especially in Germany at the moment, you know, with the big talk being in the media and does the government accept the digital Meldeschein um, or not? And um, so this 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 will definitely have also a big trend now. That's what we're expecting to that there's going to be a lot coming in there because it just changed the whole. There's already a lot of pro uh, hotels who've done it without in Germany before because they said we don't really care and we take the risk um, because that's at the end of the day it's it's a decision it's, it's a risk decision which a hotel needed to take but for me something which was eye-opening and I and which I think also has an impact why a lot of hotels don't innovate so much is the discussion about budgets and how tech budgets are allocated um, back in the days, it was a lot of you know capex investments, so server heavy and all of that, and a small uh, opex and um, the whole way of software as a service, you know, where it's not a license fee which you bought, and you know you only pay a small maintenance fee um, or service fee. This changed completely, and, and we have hotels coming to us and say we want to work with all the new things and this, 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 and this, but I don't want to pay more than this price 
which I'm paying currently for my PMS, which I bought 12 years ago. Yeah, and because, it's just, because the management company pays the odd banks. Yeah, exactly. And, and this is, this is the and exactly. Now, and now you come back to that question: Who are you as a management company? And this are you a tech company? Um, but by default, it's your product, not just service, but uh, uh, technical service as well. And um, they just don't have the model and the margins yet to be able to kind of justify it. Exactly. This was for us, I think, where I, at least I think for me, I, I learned the most in EHL, which had to do with tech. Um, it was not a lot about technology, actually. It was more about the decision makers and how are the structures in hotels set up because this allowed us to really understand okay why is that reasoning you know yeah is it, uh, are they the operators the franchise is it the owner who are we talking to who's deciding on which budgets um, but also just you know the mindset even if it's an independent and they own it themselves they don't think about for example hardware costs and 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 and, and, main, and software costs together so they so it's also for us i think and is a big aspect of education is explaining you know why software as a service you know the product develops itself so you don't have to pay for updates because all of these updates payments they don't think about it as a they don't yeah. you know calculate it down and i see it still a lot and and, it, and also the tech budgets need just to increase you know we are in a high tech business at the end of the day so you can't be a high-tech business but pay the same budget as when you were low-tech. Mm -hmm. So this, but the shift is coming and as Thibaut said also before, with the younger generation coming in who understand, you know, who are much more tech-savvy, I think this will have a very rapid change uh, and we're going to see that uh, as a drastic impact into the industry in the next, let's say, five uh, to ten years because we hear a lot also from hotels saying but it's my son who's gonna take <laughs> it's gonna take care of this. Yeah. Um, but I think one one last point on your question is what we see is maybe hotels are, are quite reluctant to touching the technology that you know that the guest interacts with directly, whereas maybe back office tools like like communication between employees and things like that, they they're way more willing to give it a try. Um, and I think, for example, if we talk like about upselling, which is a big uh, subject at the moment, and, and removing the all these ancillary services and products from the booking engine, trying to to sell them, you know, at a different time. Uh, these upselling tools, for example, if you want to give it a try and you don't want to kind of break your whole customer experience, uh, you can segment it. So you could look at, you know, uh, a small segment of your whole guest and try the upselling tool on, let's say, a small uh, segment and see how that reacts. And then you can start opening it to more segments and suddenly, uh, yeah. yeah, you see a difference. Theobald, you mentioned in just previously uh, how hotels wanted to move forward with certain decisions but didn't have the resources around the tech. Uh, when you say resources, clarify that for me. Do you mean financial resources or human body resources? Yeah, I think it's both. There's, there's the money-wise and what's my ADR and how many rooms do I have. I was talking to a hotel uh, just yesterday that has five rooms in, in Aix-en-Provence in France. And, and he, he's just using at the moment an all-in-one solution for PMS distribution uh, and now he wants stuff for you know uh, in-house experiences how can he upsell them uh, he wants a revenue management system he wants a omni-channel communication so there's one part about like the financial resources in, in the sense that he has five rooms his ADR is let's say 300 euros how much can you actually get out of it about, by implementing a revenue management system, for example? So that kind of hinders him to, to actually implement that solution. 
and then um, the human resources. I think you know if you think about hotel with five rooms, yeah, and you have more systems than employees, yeah. it gets complicated. Of course. So, but arguably Airbnb yeah. um, automates pretty much everything that they would need for five rooms yeah. as a central platform. Yeah. Um, all those things that you just talked about, yeah. uh, either directly or uh, through that kind of uh, API. Um, a host can get access to yeah. that. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's actually crazy how, how Airbnb, and I've, I was renting my apartment, let's say, six years ago on Airbnb, and like you said, today it's become, let's say, an all-in-one PMS, almost in the sense that you have all the tools in there. Yeah. And is that argument, one of the issues is, especially with the, let's call it operating system, not PMS, and yeah. you're like, I want to be after enterprise, I want to be mid-segment, I want to be after budget segment. I just don't see that being uh, feasible. Yeah. If you know, as in Airbnb's uh, central platform services, hosts, be they independent or um, managed, but ultimately it's, it's one unit mm. that's yeah. being, uh, being exactly. managed. One observation I make is that um, with now a lot of, let's say, operating systems, let's call that a new word for a property management system, but they still ultimately behave a lot like the legacy guys, try to please everyone. We want to be enterprise, we want to be mid-size, we want to be the budget end of the segment. And to name one company in particular, uh, CloudNet, that seems to be very focused on long tail, we do everything that supports the hotelier uh, under 50 rooms. There seems to be quite a logical argument there to say, I can't please everyone, is it? Like the Airbnb point that we just made, that I need to focus on a particular segment. Um, is that the opportunity challenge that, uh, that we face, or, or do you see it being more complex? I mean, I think a lot of, I, I definitely think segmentation is important and knowing your customer and like everything in life, it's, you know, it's, it's focus is key. Um, a lot of, of course, newer if operating uh, systems um, will start off with the smaller hotels with limited service because it just needs limited functionality. And that's why they, they kind of evolve, uh, uh, they test the product of them and then step by step they can go and again, everybody wants to sell enterprise uh, or at least a lot of them, you know, because that's where the big bucks are. Um, but I think, I think arguably, of course, but you know, you can see that the trend looking at, at, at the, that's for example, Muse, who started also really small and, you know, more, and I think they really want to become the global players. That's Apaleo, just mentioning a few of the other ones. They are also, I think they are also really good in that, you know, limited service, at least these are the, where today they have their USP. Um, and I think that is, that should be important that they can differentiate themselves. And because through this they will be much stronger and they will be able to, uh, all, of, all of the providers who differentiate themselves and that they can focus on their, their markets and um, be strong in, and, and, and maybe also develop functionalities which really satisfy their uh, core functionalities, if it's long stay or if it's uh, you know, a bit more. Yeah, I think, sorry, sorry about that. Um, yeah, I think also, you know, you, you mentioned the, the big box or in, in the big hotels, let's call it like that, but with the, yeah, the vacation rental market and, and the long, yeah, the long stay, uh, I think these... And co-living. And co-living and all that, I think the different uh, companies, you know, rising up that are like um, Rentals United, Cloudbeds, the, all these different actors, there's suddenly a huge market that's opening. Absolutely. Uh, and that's why also I think we're seeing more actors 
in these operating systems for, for small to medium accommodation yeah. providers. Um, so it's like closed yeah. ecosystems yeah. on one side, which really serve as a single segment, and that means that you have the confidence, as you said about your client before, that these are the, the, the must-have things that I have, I have to have, and I'm pretty much got all of that served. The alternative, and I kind of put like sort of plays a little bit like Apple AO now into that, that's more kind of a generic modular platform that sits kind of independently, yeah. it will not do everything that you need. You'll need to plug in another third party or, in my opinion, or you're going to build the yeah. rest yourself, if you know what I mean. And, and that's possibly where the mid and the enterprise segment is sort of going to as well if you look at platforms like Amadeus and, yeah. uh, and Sabre and what have you, what's being developed there. Um, so that means that now we don't have PMS, we have operating systems closed versus, yeah. uh, versus open. Yeah. Which I think is quite exciting, mm. uh, if you know. Mm. Yeah, I think, uh, I think like you said, you can build sometimes, uh, there's always this kind of buy versus build, uh, you know, enigma or, or debate. And, and as the generation evolves, I think we'll see more and more uh, companies, maybe not, let's not call them hotels, but companies that will be building their, their guest app, for example, uh, because the technology is way more accessible. Uh, oh yeah, possibly a good example. A good example, but already a big yeah. company. Yeah. I, I, mean, I think there's a couple new concepts around Berlin and Munich uh, that are, I think, stereo different ones like that. Who are, who are building their apps themselves uh, yeah. just because they don't need to pay for it or they think they're going to develop it and then uh, the cost they can find it again uh, instead of paying it you know, until... Mm -hmm. It's definitely an option that yeah. people can take. Or they tell their investors they're a tech company. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> let's, let's, <laughs> let's talk a little bit about the future. Uh, I'd like, given that you are let's say the next generation coming through, um, dare I say it, David and I are getting a little bit long in the tooth. Speak for yourself. AI and robotics is, is always a, a hot topic in all industries across all verticals, but I'm, I'm especially curious to see how the hospitality industry is going to embrace it. I see tremendous value that it can offer, but of course there's also that debate argument, well, we're going to lose jobs, people are going to suffer because of it. I think if we take that component out of the equation, let's come back to your example of a five-room hotel. Um, that, where I, I personally believe, believe AI could, and even robotics could potentially add huge value to the operator if it's cost-effective. Obviously, it needs to be cost-effective. What's your opinion? How do you feel generally, based on the people that you talk to, how do you feel that the next generation of hoteliers will embrace? AI and robotics, and do you think that it's something that will be really picked up on? I mean, we have little robots going around the rooms now bringing towels and amenities when requested, but I don't know that they've really been embraced, uh, possibly because of cost, I don't know. So what's your opinion? Um, for me, I think definitely AI will have, a, in all parts of our life, it's one point or another, it's going to be there. Robotics is also going to have an a big impact. Today, robotics technology is not there yet to really be able to serve on a high level. Um, it's more, you know, marketing gimmicks. Um, but doesn't, but it's, you know, part of the, the evolution. And the costs also. It's, it's just for smaller hotels where you say, okay, five rooms, maybe they could benefit from it, but they don't have that money to invest into, into such a technology. And when it's still in, in, in testing phase and then at the end actually somebody needs to be there just to make sure that it works. But in the hospitality sector you also always have that 
aspect, you know, losing personal of touch and AI and, and, and robotics, it's going to change the industry to the negative. And I was at actually not a, a hotel conference this weekend, but it's in Bretzels in, in, in Munich. And there was Reid Hoffman, Hoffman uh, founder and CEO of LinkedIn, and he was saying, we need to have more movies about uh, the future and which are not kind of, uh, you know, painting the negative light of technology, but more sh showing what are the potentials of it. And I think this is also important that we have the same in the hospitality industry and hotels showing that they work with new technology and they are embracing it in a way that it supports their business and that it actually um, saves them time, that they, you know, we have less and less resources, we have Fachkräftemangel in Germany, it's, you know, it's a huge discussion with new technology, you can save them to actually do the repetitive tasks and more, you know, evaluate and, and take time with the guests. So I think technology needs to be, and AI robotics needs to be portrayed in a much more, you know, what are the potentials of it, and that we talk about it more and, and we present these cases to the hoteliers so that, you know, they don't feel scared about it. And we need innovators who will, you know, be the first ones to do it and to do it well, because I don't see the robotic, uh, the hotels with robots in Japan or, um, you know, some, I don't know, I forgot the name of, of this one, Henry or one of the robots which just drives around. Or, yeah, for me, these are just, you know, showing that yeah. it doesn't add value. No, but I no. think where, where the opportunity is on, on short term, medium term, let's say five years, what we see is that guests today and what we're doing in general with our phones, we're more and more self-service. We don't, yeah. it's not that, you know, people are offering us the opportunity to do self-service, so we're doing it. It's just that's the way we want to do it. And we sometimes don't want to talk to someone to get a sandwich. And I think there's just a, when I was at Citizen one year back, it's not even robotics, but what I mean is they're driving traffic to the bar where, you know, they're actually having a human interaction, but when it comes to consuming food and getting a sandwich, they just get it through a machine. Mm. Um, yeah, mm. I think it's just an example that I think the self-service part should, that's where like the robotic part should be. Uh, on the AI part, I think we're still far away for the robotics. It's more in, in terms of software and yeah. revenue management and, yeah. and chatbots, but I think we should leverage robotics more on the self-service part and, and making sure that, you know, a guest can do everything himself if she wants to do it. Yeah. And we use very big labels uh, that often overcomplicate a lot of very simple tasks. You know, you could call it a bot, or you can just say, this is a piece of software that replaces the reservationist. Yeah. Oh, you're going to save some labor costs because of that. Isn't that cool? And possibly improve your service quality in response time, etc., etc. Um, and perhaps the way that we're currently obsessed with everything that's shiny and new must be good, uh, but it also sounds like it's untested, maybe uh, not practical for my small business, um, and should be kind of uh, boiled down. Mm. But I'm a firm believer though that this technology, especially around AI and bots, for example, saving a, a reservationist job, I don't necessarily think a hotel, hotel could or really should save the labour on that. I think they should reposition that target or that person or that position into another role the hotel that gives then more of that engagement in terms of guest experience and personalization for the And that's guest. clear because that person today spends 80% of their time doing uh, exactly that kind of work plus data entry. Right. Right? And or they could be spending all of their time
time, eighty exactly. cents on strategy, yeah. uh, demand generation, yeah. and and the human aspect of demand yeah. optimization. And, and the, the big impact is also is actually um, you know noticing the trends because if you have every reservation um, person just answering the emails and you know they don't talk with another with one another about all the little impacts or what you know if you connect that with uh, all that data with having and you know analyzing all of it and then being able to give recommendations to the management you know these are the highlights which are positive negatives for example reviews and then directly telling the hotel manager out of your uh, out of uh, our analysis we will rec recommend that you make sure that you you know watch out here or you do something you change something there mm -hmm. there's already providers um, doing that and this is help which actually helps the independent hotel who has no time exactly. to take care of technology because they don't receive a dashboard or just data lists where they need to kind of figure the trends out but they have you know the AI told them exactly what does this mean and what do you need to do yeah. so they just see okay these are my three priorities and they can and they can learn about it but um, and, and taking Reed Hoffman's, uh, I, I like that idea because if you go back to Star Trek, and then exactly. 50, 40 years later we get Alexa. Uh, right? That was exactly his his his. Uh, oh, was saying that Yeah, was no, but it was back in the time. Technology was that writing uh, and, and, and all the stories yeah. was showing how great it is and everybody we started then to develop things and these became reality sure. and now we only portray the future of technology and that's like golden 60 zero where exactly. it's right. all about that but if you think about and now to reduce that a little bit storytelling to a hotel about okay this guy stayed with you before we know he's going to be arriving at six o'clock and leaving at 8 a.m so think about an opportunity where as soon as within a half kilometer radius of the hotel based on his mobile phone, we've identified him and say, hey, can't wait to see you soon. Um, he's got that keyless access uh, to the room. There's a bot behind the scenes talking to him the minute he's in the room saying, hi, I'm your digital concierge, how can I help you today? Um, he doesn't have any native app to download. He can just, using Wi-Fi, start talking to the network about anything that he needs, etc., etc. Um, and when he leaves the next day, he doesn't even check out because we've got his credit card details, we scanned his passport three days before, and for him, he has the perfect experience. And this Right? And how do you now educate those sort of stories to hoteliers and get them to kind of plan those journeys? And, uh, and I'd also add one level to that that um, I think is important because there are some people, believe it or not, that would find what you've just described as too invasive. The worst thing ever. Right. right. And I think it's yeah. important that you, have, you give choice. Exactly. Yeah. And, and that it's able to be clearly yeah. identified. Definitely. And it goes also back to the topic which where we said technology providers need a focus. And I think, or, or, or don't, but hotels need a focus. They need to know who is my target market. What does my target market want? What do my customers want? And based on that, you as a hotel, you need to take the decision. You know, if I'm an alpine resort, maybe I don't want to do all of that. And I like it that they, you know, the guests, the whole family comes to the reception and says hello, and you know, the owner comes down. But there, you could bring in seamless technology and, and you know, just saying, okay, this family is, 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 you know, you have a picture in your PMS with, a, with a, just a complete profile of, so that the receptionist can directly see, okay, this person comes for 15 years to the same hotel, even though it's a seasonal worker who's been there for the first time. 
And so we are connecting artificial intelligence, robotics with technology also of today. And I think there's a lot of different facets to it. But hotels, you know, they, there are so much advantages of already having a connected tech stack and being customer centric. And that they should first look at their customer and see how can we serve them the best way and then go out and, and, and find how, what solutions are there to fit exactly yeah. the goal of the customer journey or and, and, and achieve this goal and not go to a certain software vendor who tells them we're the best and this is the best you can do mm-hmm. and then they you know just kind of think of, of it that way have a strategy yourself first look at your customers and take your team into it your team TripAdvisor all of these are the best data resources to give the management the, the right uh, ideas to know yeah. okay what should I do next in terms of technology because it needs to be aligned to your business strategy IT, strat- IT strategy and business strategies they go hand in hand right. nowadays yeah. if, I can, if you did a straw poll of what content has been published uh, this week in, in Hotel Tech we do talk a lot about this guest experience fact but the reality is that hotels are drowned in uh, distribution and transactional content. Um, it, it's mainly about the booking, the transaction, the price. This is all very relevant. Uh, but actually, guest experience typically always wins, right? Because at the end of the day, we want to attract and yeah. keep loyal, regular guests. And even if they don't come back again, they talk about the great experience that they have, inspire other travelers to come and stay. Yeah, but I, I think the reason why that content is here is because, at least from what we see in from hotels is that the KPIs that matter to them in terms of ROI are always, almost always monetary, you know. And the guest experience, the, the benefits you could get out of them are, you know, indirectly have an impact on your revenue because you'll, you'll get more occupancy and you'll get more and more people to your hotel because the experience is better. But the reason why all the content today is about transactional distribution is because these technologies have a direct impact on on, on top line, yeah. on top line, and I think that's one of the reasons. Yeah. Uh, but you know, as, as storytelling and all the the new important marketing things come, you know, uh, it's going to make a difference. But today, that, I think that's one of the main reasons why all the companies are, are focusing their content strategy yeah. on. That's a very fair point, but I think coming back to your point, David, as well, I think it's also very important that that storytelling, that guest journey, customer journey, is also focused on because if that's done poorly, then the hotel's not going to receive those guests again. They're not yeah, going to come. I think there's also a whole shift in the, the classification of hotels that's going to change as well. Mm-hmm. The, the one, two stars are unfortunately uh, going to disappear to vacation rentals and and you know long long stay apartments yeah. uh, and storytelling will become a must uh, yeah. and kind of become the new marketing I think. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Um, Very good. I guess before we finish up one last question we do need to wrap it up one last question um, <laughs> You could be here all day. <laughs> but I'd like to. Have we started? <laughs> yes, we have. I'd like to put this one to you because it's, um, I think, very relevant given where you've come from, straight out of hotel, hotel school, starting your own business. I'm sure that there was many um, challenges that you faced with that, and you probably thought to yourselves, "What have we done? Why have we done this?" Still now. So I think <laughs> I think credit to you for, for what you've achieved. It's, it's fantastic. Um, but if there are hotel students today watching this, what would be your advice to them if they were wanting to start their own startup or their own business that's focusing on the hotel industry? What would be some of the things that you would um, 
say this is really where you should be focusing on? For me it's definitely assume that you know nothing. Uh, don't come out of hotel school and think that you know it better than the general manager who's been there for 30 years doing their job or you know the person working in the restaurant for, for so much time because at the end of the day you need to understand it's, it's, it's your customers you need to they're number one for, for every decision you take and learn from them be open for mentorship be open to to learn from people with experience because the best thing for innovation is the combination of not and something which is also important is learn from them but don't take a no for a no have your own idea be ruthless be you know be an innovator but don't neglect the experience because combining both together is really really powerful because that's how you can build something which fits to the market but at the same time can disrupt everything yeah. that is for me um, key and just yeah. persevere you know yeah. you, you need to, to to stand back up when it yeah, when doesn't work out because well, it's that's not the story of life I, think, yeah, <laughs> I, think I also think there's there's one thing that maybe in the beginning we we kind of didn't focus on is, is break things like build quickly maybe a bit you know uh, unstable but build quickly test it and break it and build it again better you know uh, we kind of had always this thing of waiting until it was perfect to actually uh, put it out on the market and that's uh, and it was not tested so it was not perfect <laughs> so yeah, i think also depending on your, your target market we're aiming a, uh, at a, a target market that's a big industry if you think about the the, the numbers like the, the money itself but the number of users uh, is not so huge compared to like B2C uh, technologies uh, and depending on, on these two things uh, if you go to B2C you can quickly kind of test your idea you know out of a, a, a hundred people sample uh, that's also something to take into account. Good, excellent. Well gentlemen thank you very much it's been great okay. having you on the show yes. good to have thank you here. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate your time Thanks, and uh, David thank you for joining us. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, folks, that's all for this show. Thanks very much for watching. Uh, if you enjoyed that, make sure you go to our website, sign up, subscribe, download your apps, get all of this content on your phone, put us in your pocket, you know the story. Thanks for watching. Until next time, it's bye-bye from Berlin. Bye. Thank you. Thanks, guys.